This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Pick and Roll, the NBA betting show on the board YouTube channel, the Hammers NBA content division. We're back for some more free picks here or a free pick here for the pretty small Thursday, Thursday slate. But Pips has one play that he likes for tonight that we're going to give out in just a second here. But how the show works, we'll give out the play. We'll hear Pips' analysis of his play. We'll go into the recap of yesterday's plays, a, oh, a difficult recap from some of the decisions and some of the hook that went against us yesterday and then we go into a discussion topic as well to finish off the show but if you guys enjoy the show if you guys like what you've seen this season make sure you've hit the like button to support us smash that like button and please make sure you subscribe to the channel as well all right the one play today is in the lakers and celtics game the historic rivalry has another chapter here as we are going to be taking chris Stapps porzingis 15 plus points and lebron james under 26 and a half points that is minus 105 at DraftKings, and we will hear from pips here as he joins in again as to the handicap behind this play uh pips why are you taking lebron on the under here and porzingis on the over so the last time these two teams played it was a christmas game and celtics very well decided that they're not letting lebron to score uh, they were defending his drives, collapsing inside, leaving him wide, op- wide open kickouts for for everyone on that team. With with the look of how big poor shooting uh, surroundings for LeBron is, I think that's the best decision. I think they are going to be back to it. That game, huge Christmas game. Everyone expected masterful performance by LeBron James. He ended up scoring 16 points in the in 37 minutes on the floor. If you take a look at the way from where LeBron is scoring, so LeBron, uh, 50% of his shots are coming at the rim, and as you can see, 50% of his shots coming at the rim. If you take a look at the, how the Celtics defend, they are not allowing anything at the rim. They allow the fourth least field goal made or points at the rim uh, this season. And yeah, Porzingis will be in drop coverage and LeBron will be double teamed whenever he tries to drive to the rim. And it will be greatly contested inside. So they will make probably everyone else to, to score in this game. Lakers are on the road in this game. Uh, I spread is 11. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Lakers are blown out in this game. Uh, they played so poor lately that, I mean, losing to Houston Rockets and then blowing, blown, blown out by Houston Rockets and blown out by the Hawks is some kind a big achievement this season. <laughs> That's not easy to do. And now going away as a Celtics who, who are crushing everyone at home. 
they are healthy, they are ready, and they'll probably win this easily. Most of the scoring should come from Krista Porzingis in this one. Last time they played, Krista Porzingis was the leading scorer for the for, for the for the Celtics in that game. He had 28 points. He was leading the team also in field goal attempted. So yeah, I just think uh, Lakers, if they do something on defense, they will try to take away uh, Tatum. And Porzingis is the most consistent scorer so far this season for, for the Celtics. Like if you take a look at the games with, with 28 or more minutes, he covered this in 22 out of 24, 92% clear rate. Two games where he fell short by, by one point, where he shot zero from 10 from three-point line combined, which is something that's not happening a, a lot for a guy like Porzingis. As I said, like one of the best games of the season. And the, he will, AD should be in the, the deep drop coverage, so Porzingis should have some wide open trees. Lakers allow the most above the break trees in the entire league, and that's where 37% of Porzingis points come. come so one third of his points come from the position. And also single coverage against the single coverage, uh, single coverage against uh, AD. He should get to the line. He should uh, have some mid-range floaters inside. So yeah, I just think uh, he will have the difficult matchup against AD, but they won't be helping at all on Porzingis, and they will be helping on Tatum, on Brown. So that should open up the game for Porzingis. In Dama, this one, like same stuff like in the first game where he had 28. All right, so there we have it on the play for today. Uh, just the one as we have LeBron on the under, Porzingis on the over. Okay, let's go to the recap of yesterday's plays. Uh, we had seemingly a pretty good ticket here overall, but it does not come through. Uh, we add another notch into the L column on the hook counter, which is never fun. We go to 4-10 and 10 over there. And the other two plays, Kyle Kuzma finishes on 27 if Jordan Poole was playing, which was a shock uh, admission from the game, Jordan Poole didn't play. We would have obviously had a much better chance. Uh, unfortunate there. The Claxton play also was in very bad, at a bad situation as Ben Simmons was out for this game, which was another surprise. Poole and Simmons weren't even questionable for these games. Uh, however, Claxton, despite, I think he had 24 going into the four on PRAs only finishes on 25. So that is the winner on the day. Sabonis so gets 19, half a point over the 18 half line, which we had. And Kuzma, again, uh, he, I think he only had four second half points, but he, I think he covered this one in the first half. Yeah, Kuzma, without Jordan Poole, he's going to take, I mean, he already has never met a shot he doesn't like, but never mind without Poole in the lineup. Uh, Pibs, I've kind of summed up quite a bit of this here, but any comments you have for the one and two day on the Wednesday slate? Yeah, I think we had great bets uh, at the time of the show. Uh, later, these bets were kind of, yeah, not great. Uh, Claxton was most biggest part of the bet probably was Ben Simmons being back, but still didn't. Uh, they went with uh, shooting at, at the five, so he didn't play, didn't close the game, which is kind of nice. And so we ended up with winning there. Second time this season, he had tremendous first half and terrible second half. We'll take it. 25, so not even that close lately. And uh, Sabonis one was this this one terrible. 
like he had 14 points with five minute laps and then he gets one putback plus free throw then got some call for a free throws uh, two minutes three minutes left and made both so hook another hook on the line this season it's insane we will lose every close one and <laughs> yeah yeah to do that, but, uh, yeah so I remember uh, in our first season doing the show, this is our second season, I, I created the hook counter to show that, okay, hooks suck, but like most of the time it's going to be balanced out 50-50 on hooks. Well, uh, last season, it started similar to this. We're 4-10 and 10 on hooks this season. And then it slowly got back towards the middle by the end of the season. Now we still have like 40% of the season to go, but my goodness, feels like there's a bit of hard luck on, on, on the side of the show as well. Four wins on hooks. 10 losses on hooks twice have been so bonus hitting both free throws late in the game uh, to go over his point line. That is the second time it's been specifically Sabonis who has done that as well. Uh, wow. It just feels like some hard luck here. Uh, we, in the chat, we see, you know, talk about like there's a lot more ways for unders to hit. Well, we learned about some ways for some overs to hit when players are injured or uh, with some of these hooks. It's unfortunate, but yeah. um I also briefly touched just on uh, Kuzma. Without pool, he was playing Bilal Koulibaly, Tyus Jones, Danny Avdia, and Daniel Gafford. That's yeah. the starting line. He's, he's going to shoot that everything. Lineup, yeah, he, 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 was, he was shooting everything. Like, first first quarter, he had more physical items than all other four guys combined. Like, yeah, and it didn't help the, the, the Clippers. Absolutely didn't care to play defense in this game. They put like first four possessions. Uh, Harden was on Kuzma. It, it, he, he made like four straight back to back to back to back buckets to start, and then yeah, he, he was very aggressive. And if Pool was playing, I am like very confident uh, we will see a win here because he will take like thirty percent of these shots, and that will be huge. But also Paul George was ruled out and, he, and blowout was one of the main things of, of this bet. Not our day last night. I think we had great bets overall, but it only like if, if Sabonis ends up on 18, this have a profitable day with all the shit happened. So yeah. I feel like the we we the 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 show has been turning around here. We are in the profit on the season, very slightly, but we still are in the green on the season, and we have a play here looking to extend that as well. Uh, over the course of the long stamp, we keep saying the luck should balance out at some point, and uh, hopefully it maybe, starts today. Maybe maybe we luck out uh, in like 2027. <laughs> that <laughs> is a big step size. <laughs> okay uh moving on to a a bit of discussion for today i actually wanted to do this on monday but uh pips injury we wanted to do a, a short show for him no problems at all but uh one team that has been surging up the nba standings here is the new york knicks the og and anobi trade has definitely been a catalyst towards this their defense has been sensational but they've won eight games in a row they are in now third in the eastern conference and it feels like they could catch the Bucks and finish as the second best team in the East in the regular season. How much of this run by the New York Knicks is an actual showcase towards this team being a contender? Do you think they are 
potentially the second best team in the East? Uh, as I said earlier, I think uh, maybe a bit underestimated how great Hartenstein is in defense. Yeah. Like he's not Mitchell Robinson, but he does so many other stuff uh, at a very high level. I'm, I was uh, actually in some early days, I was a fan of, of, of Hartenstein when he was at the Rockets and <clears throat> when he was at the Clippers. He had so much to do, like on the offense and playing good defense. But yeah, he surprised me. He, he is tremendous. OG helped this team to just hustle in to be like hustling on defense and to be in the right position every time. And if they are not in the right position at some times, OG will fix it. Like <laughs> he is just like probably one of the highest defensive impacts of non-big uh, in the entire NBA history, I would say. Like from, from what I'm watching, like he can change the game completely, like similar to Draymond Green stuff. Like he can have like game-changing defense on every single possession and it's a joy to watch and i think they are they could use some uh, i don't know the pick stuff for them but they should use uh them to get some secondary ball handler i should i think malcolm brogdon is insane ads for them and they i think they should look to add some that type of player but malcolm brogdon is insane will be great he can shoot he can play defense he has good size and, and he can play making do, do play making i think tips will absolutely love malcolm brogdon so yeah i just think maybe some additions for them to be a real contender especially if it, uh, randall going back and we all know when randall is coming back from the injury he sucks for the first like couple of weeks and if it, that's a playoff time unfortunate he was just getting play it was like well like two months of straight bowling from julius Randle. he was great so sucks to see that especially with mitchell robinson being sided josh hart doesn't look healthy so far at least for like last couple of weeks so yeah it, it, it's it's interesting it's interesting but we'll see moving forward what moves they do do they make and i think they could be in the playoffs uh, if they are healthy and they improve it could be a contender. Yeah, I'm not ready to say they're on the level of the Celtics, but um, with Embiid's health is always a question, and it still continues to be a question. The Sixers actually have slipped to fifth in the Eastern Conference. Uh, it's very tight. They're only two games back of second. It's very, very tight. But the, the Cavs continue to surge on and win games. Uh, they've won something like, I think they've won like 10 of 11 or something like that. I think uh, they were 12, I think, actually. Yeah, just... Without Mobley, without Garland, which is crazy. I actually don't know. They just came back. Sorry? They just came back. Last they just night. came back. So, yeah. I'm curious Garland to see can... how, if this continues, because we talked about it on the show, I think, last week, about the floor spacing that's there without them involved, without Mobley specifically. Um, so we'll see how they adjust there. But regardless, on the Knicks, I still struggle to see them beating the Bucks or... The Sixers in a seven-game series, I just, I, I think the Sixers are more vulnerable there. But for the Bucks, I, I just struggle to see them. Like the two better players on the team are going to be best players in the series and on the floor are going to be Lillard, likely, and Giannis. So if Brunson absolutely explodes in that series, I think there's enough size for the Knicks to combat 
some of the Giannis drives on the inside. Uh, just just a thing, uh, thing to add. Uh, last night I saw some uh, Doc Rivers uh, with Bucks. He did pull uh, Brook Lopez a, a bit higher on the screens, which was interesting to see. That's the first time in my life, last couple of years, seeing someone try to do something different with Brook Lopez. No, Adrian and it looked god awful. It looked god awful. They lost the game, so. Adrian Griffin was doing that, and the team bullied him out of doing that. The team made him change it. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe I don't know. I, I I guess like the reason you'd need like the more athletic sort of big, like if you're trying to combat with like Giannis at all, but you have Giannis. So I guess as Lopez is kind of aging, the impact is getting a bit worse. But uh I, I think there's vulnerability in a lot of these teams. I think the Knicks can sense that and I wouldn't be surprised surprised with another buying trade at the deadline. Like Bruce Brown's available. My goodness, would 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 Tom Thibodeau love Bruce Brown? Um, the Raptors just did good business with the Knicks. There's probably some some uh, a good relationship there. So I think the Knicks th- this this thing seems to be really really working here, even without Mitchell also, Robinson. I'll add that they are trying to sell on Grimes. And that's insane because he he can fit like every team in the league and he's still a young player. And I I would love for my Rockets to get it, get Grimes. I think Raptors should also look yeah. to get Grimes. So yeah, they they have some materials to, to get uh, good return. And I think Grimes could get them a good return. I think he's a great young player. Yeah, I'd like for the Raptors to get Grimes in a in a hypothetical Bruce Brown trade. I think that'd be a good another good win win sort of deal. Uh, the Knicks could decide to keep Bruce Brown after this season. I'm not sure if they'd really want to pay him 23 million dollars next season, but a decision that can be made over there 100. Or honestly, that contract actually might be worth taking just to use it as salary filler for a different trade down the line. Anyways, uh, with the Knicks, yeah, they're they seem like they're for real. Um, and I think Brunson is good enough that he might slip them a couple of playoff series wins. And at that point, really anything can happen, as we saw with the Heat last season. So we'll uh, we'll follow this along and see if this continues in the vein and if they can stay healthy. And even if they're not healthy with Randall out, can they still continue to win games? Okay, that will do it for the show today. Reminder to hit the like button if you're tailing the play and uh, smash the subscribe button. Make sure you're following up with all the content here. Today is the doubleheader. Myself and Kirk Evans going live at 2.30 for more NBA discussion as well as some picks from Kirk Evans. Again, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time for that. Uh, Next week, uh, uh, Thursday will also be trade deadline day. We have something in the mix. No confirmation yet, but we're going to have something in the mix to be live streaming during the trade deadline as we have done in previous years. But we'll be doing it on this channel specifically. Uh, for that trade deadline watch along. So also keep on the lookout for that as well. All right. The play for today is in the Lakers and Celtics game. We're taking LeBron under 26 and a half points. And we're taking Porzingis 15 plus points for minus 105 odds at DraftKings. I saw it also plus 110 at ESPN bet. You have access to that in your region. So shop around if you're watching after the fact. That is the play for today. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you again later today with myself or tomorrow again with Pips for more from Pick and Roll.